Do you ever hear something and wonder to yourself, hey, was that racist? The answer is yes, all the time. Yeah. Well, each Wednesday, the show Yo! Is This Racist tries to answer that question, and it's hosted by Andrew T. and Tawny Newsom, who you probably know from all your favorite Earwolf shows. Uh-huh. Uh, in every episode, they cover racism in recent news and pop culture, and they answer burning questions from fan-submitted voicemails about your maybe racist coworkers or friends or family members. It's hilarious. Probably doesn't sound like it, but it is. Of course it is. With those two? You Come kidding on. me? Winners. And their guests include a huge range of actors and writers and comedians and awesome people like Jimmy O. Yang from Silicon Valley and Crazy Rich Asians. Love them. Nicole Byer. Yes. LeVar Burton. Oh, my God. John Lovett. One more person, Dave Holmes. Sure, I've been on a couple times. I enjoy it. Listen and subscribe to Yo! Is This Racist on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or your favorite podcast app. Dave. Yes? I'm so excited. Are you? Today's, I'm going to go ahead and say, one of our all-time best episodes. I think that's absolutely right. Uh, no no shade to all of our previous guests. Yeah, sorry, everyone else. Um, but truly, uh, this guy is a legend, and he's everything you want him to be, and it was uh, just a great conversation. Yeah. He's all that and much more. That much was Nick, wordplay. More, yes. because our guest is Max much Nick. Oh, yes. One of the creators of Will and Grace. Yeah. And just a, uh, I mean, a complete legend. And uh, I, exactly what you want from a Max Muchnick, he well, gave us. Yes, 100%. And and this is a, luckily, the, a, a supersized interview. So we will keep this short. Yes, we And will. we will get right into it without further ado. Enjoy. Max Muchnick. We're back with Max Muchnick. Max. I like that you said my name correctly. That's nice. Thank you so I, much. So how, do you people, how do people say it Muchnick. wrong? Muchnick. Really? Muchnick, it means a lot to me when they, you get it right. I really do appreciate it. You deserve it. No one does. Thank you. Did you, have you. Do you have something out there to take notes with? No, but I'm a writer, so it's like if you guys say something and, and you're in the middle of uh, a good sentence, I won't interrupt you and I'll write down I the see. word that I want to... Used to remember I appreciate who I'm talking it. to. That's creativity yeah. and organization. Is That's, what a that is. That's a showrunner. That's a showrunner. That is a showrunner. Yes, forward works, yes. to you showrunning this conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Well, no, I'm going to do my best. No, Already, no. I'm so uncomfortable that I'm not in control. You have no idea, but I'm going to try to go with this, is, you know, because it's. We're going to be gentle. Your house, not mine. We're going to be very gentle. <laughs> you need not worry. Absolutely. Uh, Max, you, what are you consuming right now? Entertainment wise, um, uh, this is a sad answer, but it's it's the news, and yeah. and that's not entertainment. No. Um, uh, um, uh, I'm trying to find things on Netflix that are worthy. I mean, of keeping me away from uh, MSNBC, right? You know, so. You can only watch like Dior and I and mm. the Kevin Aquan story and all of those, you know, and, the, and Z for, uh, for, uh, but Zach. Um, oh, yeah. The, what's that one? Zach. Uh, the, Zach. The, yes. Yeah, yeah, that, guy, one, yeah. that one. That one. What, what is Zach? I don't know what Zach is. Uh, the fashion. Zach. Uh, Posen. Zach Posen. Yeah, Zach Posen. You know, I, I, I'm so um, uh, um, just absorbed by scripted. TV mm-hmm. and and watching it for for all of the wrong reasons that now I'm just stuck with like documentaries and and crime and 
and and I've and I've actually recently uh, um, taken a step into a, a scary place, which is um, my laptop uh, at nighttime when Eric goes to bed, and then I go on a journey about you know lying or you know something like that. Like I'll want to read about confessions uh, you know given under duress, oh. and I'll do that for four hours. I, I don't know what that is, and it, and I don't sleep anyway, and it doesn't help. Wow. What is a sleep? What is a, your sleeping schedule? Um, my sleeping schedule is I'm married to a guy that um, is sober 14 years today. I, he huh. might not like, want me to say that, but he's so pure and he sleeps like the innocent. Yeah. And uh, it's really incredible. And so he is out and, and asleep by 10. And then I have to find what I call my uh, numbing ointments. And that's just any sort of a visual thing that can keep me from uh, going into bad places in my head. And I will I'll watch TV until 1.30 you know, two, it's uh-huh. terrible. And then I get up at six, six uh, forty-five. Wow. And that's what my life is. Uh-huh. And you'll do TV yeah. in bed and he'll just sleep through it. Yeah. And he actually finds it comforting. I'm sorry, Eric, if you're hearing this, he's, <laughs> he's going to so hate that I just outed his sober birthday, but I'm impressed with it. That I is something too. To it's incredible. They have a meeting in our house once a month and I'm always upstairs in my Sonny Von Bulow bedroom, you know, with, you know, with 15 pills behind me, uh, you know, uh, smoking a joint. And I'm always thinking about them down there thinking they're down there doing what I can't and I'm up here doing what they can't. And I don't, <laughs> and I don't know, I don't know who's having a better time, you know, but um, that's, uh, yeah. So I have a husband that goes to bed and he likes to know that I'm just there and uh-huh. listening to stuff, yeah. and and then eventually I go down. But it's not easy. Has your news consumption picked up in the last three years? Yeah, I mean, right after the election, I stopped. Sure. I, I okay. my kids actually like to talk to me about the fact that I I made a big deal out of the fact that news was going to be out of my life. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and um, and but then you just you get pulled you get pulled back in, and and it, it, it's it's not good because I I. It, I don't get any ideas uh, for work from it. I mean, I don't, I, I, but, and so it avails me of absolutely nothing. Yeah. Um, other than it gets my, it gets me to just not be thinking about myself or the run through that we had that didn't work out during the day, you know? Right. Right. Do you watch your own show when it airs? No. no. Oh my God. No, no. Uh, we're, uh, this is, uh, a big week for us. Uh, Deborah Messing lost for uh, the. We are the Susan Lucci of the Golden Globes. Yeah. We have lost more Golden Globes nominations than anybody in the history of the show, and and so, and she kept the you know uh, kept our tradition going strong on uh, on Sunday night, and and it's just amazing. Tw- but but Sunday night is twenty one years since we made the pilot, and. Um, uh, a lot of big birthdays right yeah, now. Yes. And so she, she uh, um, uh, it's just amazing. I don't even know why they have, I don't know why they want us there because they never give us one of the things. So I don't know why we're always like kind of involved in the night. It's just to humiliate us. <laughs> is know? that an enjoyable night? Can you relax at all through it's it? Fan- how, how amazing is that? That like we went off the air for 11 years and the first minute we're back on TV, uh, um, we're, we're back at that event and you have just like really famous people coming over to you and being aware of your work and the show. And, and I, I, I don't, I'm not, uh, I'm not glib or blase about any of that stuff. I find all of it very cool. I still like 
I, I think it's cool that we get to make the show. I, I love I love that I get to do that, and I, I love how talented they are, and, and it's it works for me. Can you relax at all during that night? No. Are you, no, are you thinking know. about awards to come while you're at the table? Oh, I don't think about awards ever, but I mean, uh, oh, oh, you mean on the night when we're there? On the there? night of the thing, yeah. Oh, no, it goes, yeah, no, you're not having a good time until you lose, and then as soon as you lose, then the night just becomes, oh, wow, I'm, you know, I'm here with uh, you know, all of these people, and I get to just have a good time, and NBC, you know, is, they're, they're thrilled that we're here, and it does, and then everybody starts telling you how the show doesn't matter, the event doesn't matter. But that's just yeah, the way, yeah, yeah. that's just the, you know, the BS of the way yeah. it goes. How but do you cope pretty, before the, the announcement? I, oh, I, we don't, I don't, I don't lean into it at all. I, it's, it's, I have, the actors, it's much harder for them. Sure. It's just so much more intense yeah. for them. And, and it's all on them. If we're nominated for something, we're nominated because, you know, 150 people have done a good job at something. And, and so that's what, that's what's, uh. That that's why we're there. I don't. I feel it's really intense sitting next to an actor that loses. It's just, yeah. it's so uh, it's so isolating. Yeah, that, you know, for that person. But it's heartbreaking, yeah. and 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 the fact that you're not allowed to register disappointment because then you'll become a, yeah. a meme if yeah. you do. Right. Yeah, I mean Sally Kirkland. I don't know if you remember. She was the first. She there wasn't there weren't memes, but she was the first one to visibly show the world. Her disgust when she lost for Best Actress for some that weird movie that she's famous for. Yeah, I think it's Sally Kirkland. Is that who it is? I think no, so. No, it, it, it's it's it, is it Sally Kirkland? She was like an Oscar lady for a while. She always came to the Oscars looking insane. But you know, I I definitely make I definitely make a face, and I I was totally disappointed in uh, Sunday Night that that uh, uh, Rachel What's Her Face won. I mean, I, I I think Deborah is just you know. She's she's incredible. She's yes. incredible. Yeah. Twenty years of working with that and watching that woman uh, work her craft is that's just she's she's insane. Let's see if the public's demanding for Mrs. Maisel to come back after eleven years exactly. off. Exactly. Thank you very much. I I have said this on the on the show many times, and I know people say this to you all the time, but the show coming back when it did was weirdly very healing to me. It was it was it was such immense comfort. It's so nice. I mean, I, 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 uh, uh, it was, uh, we haven't, we haven't had dinner, so you don't know how I, how I brought the show back. Right. I should talk about that. Please. I mean, right, that's I mean, cute. Like. Right. Um, uh, we were in London and, and, and 2016 was getting so dark. And, uh, my husband said, uh, I, I said, you know, if I had that show, I would have a platform, um, to run some of this craziness through. And I knew that I, um, if the show was still on the air, I would ha- I would write a scene where Karen was working out Rosario on a rock climbing wall because I had just been on a rock climbing wall in a gym and I thought that would just have been such a great thing to watch her working her on this wall because she was going to um, uh, she she would want her to be able to uh, get deported and then be able to climb back over mm. into America and and I and I was just kind of rambling on about this and telling my husband in the in the back of this cab and he said you know the set where that had been behind glass at my alma mater Emerson in Boston for about 10 years um was on its way back 
Oh, really? No, that's Dana, great. That's great. Of course, of course, there's an Emer- of course, you're an Emersonian. Yes, that's right. Um, um, uh, it was on its way back to L.A. Um, NBC uh, wanted it. I didn't know why they wanted the set, but it 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 did bump me a little bit. Why Why do you want it out of uh, out of Boston? And I knew that they there were no plans for anything. It's just there was a contract. You get it for ten years, and and now it's time to return it. And uh, I just said, I, I, he said, you know, you have the set. It's actually in your control right now. If you wanted to um, uh, um, make the show, you probably could. Um, all you have to do is just get the four of them to say yes. And I uh, went to my office at Warner Brothers the next day and wrote an email uh, to the four of them. And, that, and I, I wrote in the... Um, I wrote in the subject, I'm not asking you for money because why is Max, you, you know, yeah. it's, it's of course I was going to ask them for money. I'm not asking you for any money. And and they, uh, uh, I said, so keep reading. If you guys show up at, at this time, at this place, I will, I will build that set. I will have it up on a soundstage. I will make sure that your security is totally taken care of and we will film um, an episode of the show and it will be all uh, focused on the election and Cl- and Hillary Clinton, and um, and so in forty five minutes they I got answers from all four of them. You know you t- you know just tell me where I'm supposed to be, which was incredible. We had not been in the same room together for ten years as a group, and um, they showed up on that day. We loaded an audience in. Um, I you know paid some people some money to get a soundstage at the Radford lot where we originally made the show. And, um, we built the set. Um, I, I paid for round the clock guards to make, you know, to stand at all the doors so nobody could see what was being built. And, um, I knew I, I had to do it like in 36 hours. I knew once the set was up, we were on a clock. And the minute that somebody found out that I was doing this, it was going to be over for me because, I don't own the show outright. There are, you know, there are all kinds of legal issues involved with this. And, and um, I loaded in an audience. I told them that they were all there to see um, a show that, that we had written uh, a presentation for. Mm. And there was a curtain up and they, and they, uh, um, and then I got out in front of the audience and I said, actually, we're not here to see, um, we called it hot food. It was called hot food. <laughs> that's what the, that's what it was called because the lady that cooked for us for, you know, the first eight years of the show, when it was lunchtime, she would scream from the corner of the soundstage, hot food. That's what she would say. Hot food, Sandy Flowers. And, and, uh, shout out to Sandy Flowers. And, and, um, so I said, it's not, it's not hot food. It's, uh. We're filming Will and Grace, yeah. and the curtain opened up, and we and and we shot an episode of the show, oh and God. it was insane to do that after not being near each other for all that time. And then, and it was really the response from that yeah. one uh, episode yeah. presentation, a that, scene, yeah, it was a scene um, that that then made you seriously yes. consider bringing. It I back. finished it. I, I I did all the post on it, and then I finally. Um, uh, um, came by, I, I am married to an attorney, an entertainment attorney, who was trying to make clear to me all of the, the, the rules and laws that I was breaking and doing this. And I just had to have a myopic kind of focused thing. I, 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 ha- I wanted to just get this thing done and then 
figure all that out. And then when it was finally finished, they said, you really need to speak to counsel that's going to tell you how um, how illegal what you've just done is. And, and my lawyer, um, I said, Bob, I, I am going to explain this to you. I've done this thing. And he said, the first thing out of his mouth was, well, it's a slam dunk that everything that you've done is illegal. And... Um, you will for sure be um, sued by by the network and the parent company, and um, you just have to know that's a given before you before you upload this thing, and and then I knew it was time to call Bob Greenblatt, who was the uh, the chairman of NBC, and tell him what I had done. And um, we we didn't really know each other. And, and my agent got me on the phone with him on a Sunday in the middle of the day. And I was sitting on the, uh, you know, in uh, in the valley um, and and uh, on the side of the road. And I said, Bob, it's Max Muchnick. And I have to tell you, I have done something and and you don't know me and you have no reason to trust me. But if you base my prior work on on, you know, uh, what you decide I think you'll be happy. I, but I've made an episode of the show. What are you talking about? And I said, I've made an episode of Will and Grace. He said, what, what do you mean you've made an episode of Will and Grace? That doesn't, what, where, with who? And I said, with all of them, and where is it shot? On the set, what, where is the set? How do you have the set? And I explained all of that. And then, and then I said, um, uh, I'd like you to allow me to put it on online tomorrow. And... He's not in the job anymore, so I think he'll be okay with me saying um, we didn't have this conversation. Mm-hmm, uh, and mm-hmm. I, and and I, but I had a card from my attorneys, and that I had to read to him to make sure that he was not going to litigate me. And I say I'm, I'm going to have to read this to you, and you're going to have to either say yes or no to this. And and I read it to him, and he said um, upload upload it, but. Upload it. I don't think I've ever said this publicly. Upload it after um, three o'clock, three fifteen LA time, because at six o'clock they knew that Trump was backstage at Hofstra um, uh, to do the first debate, and he had done that thing, the presidential. Um, remember the presidential forum with Matt Lauer, Matt Lauer, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, the, the, the step one of Matt Lauer destroying his life mm-hmm. was that <laughs> actual forum. And then, and then how much did we hate Matt Lauer that night and, and, and shame on Matt Lauer for that <laughs> performance. And, and, um, anyway, I guess backstage at that event, uh, Trump, um, lost his mind about something uh, that was wrong with the night and was going to not w- walk out and uh, uh, or was going to walk out. And um, so they asked me, make sure that he is backstage at this debate, unable to look at a device. So he wouldn't be able to see he wouldn't be able to see anything and, and he would be be too late by the time. Yeah. It would be too late. So at three 15, we, uh, we uploaded it and, and then it did, it just got a a big enough response that, um, that we went back to NBC, um, like 10 years to the day later. And he said, you want to make the show again? I was like, I'll, I'll do it. If you can get those actors to show up now for real, I'll, I'll work. And David Cohen was, you know, 
just riding a bike in Malibu. So he was, yeah. he was, he was, he, he was, yeah, he was into it. And, um, and, and so they did and we did and, and here we are. Did the, did our president have a public uh, opinion? I don't know. He didn't. I don't. I think it's too. It's actually too small. I mean, people keep. Don't you want the president to say something about? Uh, right. I, I. I don't. And I also. I. I mean. I. I take myself seriously, but not that seriously. I. I don't know that he has any idea about this. I mean, he recently posted Megan. Did you see yes, that? I saw that. Yeah, he sang Green oh. Acres with Megan um, at the Emmys. Uh, he sang the Eddie Albert part, and she sang the uh, the Jaja. Was it Jaja? Ava. Ava, yeah. And he, he you know, and so uh, they put that, they put that on, uh, he put, he posted that and, and that has happened. And we had written for him. Um, we all knew him because if you're at NBC for long, you knew, you, you know, you had met him at some point, but you know, I, he's, there's been no reference to him uh, knowing about the show now. It's over his head. Uh, yeah, it's uh, over. Yeah, yeah I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think, I don't think I want the attention. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't. You're not going to be approaching him about guest starring next season. No, or? but I, at one point, I did throw it out there. Be, uh, um, uh, Tiffany, um, if he's listening to this, right, <laughs> which is very for possible, sure, right? Yeah. Um, uh, Tiffany, at one point, was coming to a to a, a, a taping of the show, oh. and um, I was really excited about that because I was just psyched to take a picture of her and, yeah. uh, you know, and uh, float it out there to the world to, sh- to see, look, look who's in our audience. But um, uh, it became, I think she got scared off. Sure. Uh, you know, yeah. she's, she's very close to someone who works on the show. And, and I, you know, I, we're all hanging our hopes on Tiffany. To, I know. To join the resistance. It's not going to happen. She's completely, from what I know through this person who works at the show, she's completely gone. She doesn't, she doesn't, uh, I think once you get at, into that level of, of politics, and I think it, it's so serious and so heavy. And, and um, I, I started mouthing off about Joe Biden after he called us out for, um, when we, we were we were already off the air and he paid us a really high compliment oh, about yeah. about the show and i was doing some interviews for something else entirely in boston and i got one of those house of cards phone call from from a stranger in the white house saying hey max this is doug uh Listen, we know you're uh, doing an interview with the Boston Globe tomorrow and you've been talking a lot about, uh, you know, the vice president. We're going to need you to stop saying what you're saying, okay? Uh, uh, I I said that the vice president, I posited that he was testing some of uh, the administration's feelings about uh, um, gay marriage and and all gay law and and, and uh and all that. I thought they were going to use Joe to like test it out, see how it goes. And then Barack would say, and that's what it felt like. It yeah. Absolutely. And, and I was in the room as it was happening. And, and, uh, um, that, and I just said that I guess one too many times and they didn't like that because they, they I don't think they wanted it to be that, that Barack came to this on his own. Right. He evolved on his own, which is such a nauseating idea in and of itself. When you think about that, we used to endure these super high-level politicians saying to us, "I'm coming around on 
your you, humanity, your right your to exist. exist. Yeah. You know, imagine. I, and I and I and and I always thought, well, what if I actually um, sat next to Barack Obama and 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 did? I don't even want to say what I, the what Just it some would equivalent be. of that. Yes, that it would, yes. Yeah, imagine that you would never imagine yep. you you can't. Yeah. So. Yeah, and and the fact j- just that the onus is always on us to be patient yes. with people as they come around, and we are, and we and we deliver. I mean, what, what we, we, you end up writing that they know it. We're a sure thing. If you're going to be good to us, you're going to get a check. I, they, they know that. They know that. So it's like Hillary Clinton. They didn't. No one's done so so great by us. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, uh, our new governor. Our new governor has been good to us. Yes, we love. We like that. Yes. Yeah. Um, before we take a break, one other pop culture question for you is just what shows you loved growing up or what, what inspired you when you were creating Long Grace? Did you feel seen by anything that you Um, grew up watching? Well, the first, my first experience with it was Love, Sydney with Swoozie Kurtz and Tony Randall. And young Kalina Kiff. Oh, you're, I love that Thank about you. you. I love that about you. Um, uh, but but um, they, th- that was actually kind of rejiggered that he wasn't he wasn't gay, but he was shy. Um, uh-huh. uh, you know, so he went to shy bars to meet guys. But 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 he you know the, but that was my first experience. Then Jody on Soap, which was the biggest influence influencer for me in terms of like sitcomery and stuff like that. But yeah. I, my, I was a, you know, a latchkey kid and my mother worked at Paramount, uh, pictures, at, you know, at the, on the, at the lot on, uh, on, um, Melrose. And, and so I would l- leave school and then come home, I could go to the, the lot and watch run throughs of, Blansky's Beauties and, uh, you know, Laverne and Shirley and Happy Days Holy on those cow. two stages and watch Jerry Parrish direct those those shows. And being at those run-throughs, that set me up for the rest of my life. I, I, I knew that this is what I, I had to be a part of. I loved watching the making of that play. And, and uh, so those shows, all those Paramount, Gary Marshall, Camp Gary Marshall shows, those were all huge influencers for me. Sure. And Laverne DeFazio is, a, is an icon for the ages. May she rest in peace. Yeah. That's so crazy. It is. It's sad. She was, she's fantastic. Um, also crazy, uh, since you brought up House of Cards, do you have thoughts about uh, Kevin Spacey's Christmas gift to the world? I, I, you know, oh, oh uh, the, that video? That video. I think that's, that's just more megalomania. That's just an absolute, that's a guy who is so, that ego is so, of course you have been um, uh, molesting kids. Of course you have. In everything that that video is, that is the, it's the most grotesque display of ego and disconnect from what's actually going on. And um, uh, um, uh, I love this because I can bring this back to me, my favorite subject. <laughs> when 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 all the will and graceness of it all was starting, I I and I was getting into. I didn't think we were going to talk about. This, as, as, I didn't mean to be so dry as to talk about politics this much, no. and I and I apologize. No, it's but you have but to. but uh, we had. Um, I had was lucky enough to host an event for Bill Clinton at my house at my first. Um, the money that I made from Will and Gray's house mm-hmm. and, um, having, having a president 
in your house is something that you just cannot imagine what that's like. And the shutting down of Laurel Canyon and, and, and watching all of the, that motorcade roar up and hearing it. And then the way that he has to enter and how he has to leave. And the, you have to have a bathroom that only he can, all that great stuff. I mean, everything's good about it. Right. <laughs> it was on the pool and that they have to, uh, uh, you know, right before he shows up, secret service shows up, drills a hole in the thing. So they send, they send a guy into the guts of, uh, this, this, thing that we had built inside the pool to make sure that I hadn't put a bomb in there during the day or something like that. But the house also went into lockdown, like, you know, at 11 o'clock that day. But anyway, he had a cold. He wasn't feeling well that day. When he, But when he did show up and he's walking, I'm going to pull this back to Kevin Spacey, guys. No, no, no. You think We're that I don't know him. what I'm doing, no. but I know what I'm doing. We're with I you. I just want you to understand. Max, we okay. trust you. Okay, this isn't just, you know, right? Some queen that's gone off, <laughs> no. uh, you know, uh, in a weird direction. So you, I mean, you're standing there and they build this, they build this, um, this alley, you know, that, that, that's made of all of these uh, fabric. You, you see it in everything that they always do. And, all of a sudden, you hear the thing come down your street, uh, the part of the motorcade that has the president in it, and and one at a time, um, aides, you, you know, start walking through the thing, and and Secret Service, and they say, um, the president is coming. The, the president is coming. That's what they're saying. The president is coming. And they're just being very serious about it. And then the last person, his chief of staff for that, that very, that the only one that I interacted with, um, said, the president is here. And then it stops. And then Bill, Bill Clinton walks in to my kitchen. It was the most surreal, unbelievable experience. You just like... Don't you're not in your body that that's happening yeah, as no. an American, as a gay guy. I'm like, I'm a gay kid. I'm like weird. And I he's in my kitchen with my housekeeper. It's crazy, you know, and um, um, and then right behind uh, the president was Kevin Spacey. And uh, they came in and we had a little thing and then they they said to me there are 300 people in my in my backyard and and they say to me you're going to take the the president outside and all you do is you just say the name of the person and then he takes it from there and um uh, um Kevin was just kind of trailing us through the whole through the whole thing and so i i immediately got that, that I immediately had that moment with him, like, girl, like we're, Oh, yeah. we're going to be hanging out tonight. You know, you're yeah. going to be, you're going to be with me. Cool. Yeah. You're with a big guy and I'm hosting and we're going to be hanging out. And, and that was, uh, um, uh, the whole thing with him. And I, I asked him to do the show and he was, um, just great. And then I made some, gay, like direct gay reference, you, you know, uh, a first person. Yeah. Uh -huh. And it was like, you know, all of a sudden it was like, you know, like, like I, it's what I hear. It's like when you do it with Tyler Perry, like yeah. you're, you're removed, you're removed from the space. Right. Um, I can be a yeah. crazy queen, yeah. you know, I could have all the fun with you, but the second you call me a fag, yeah. you know, it's uh -huh. over. Right. Right. 
And that was my that was my night with Kevin Spacey, told through the eyes of the president of the United States, Bill Clinton. Oh, and, and 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 uh, um, uh, and I and from then on, it's like, oh, this is a weird guy. Everybody I know that's ever worked with it, weird, all weird rules. And so, of course, this has happened. Of course, this yeah. is. But what's me, cool about it is that now when you do podcasts, you have your team do the same thing where they walk down a hall and go, yep, <laughs> the president is here. The president is coming. I, the president is you coming. tell Texas everybody, at home, you tell the tens of thousands of whatever that listen to this or whatever <laughs> that I came here alone with just a little pocketbook. Mm-hmm. That's it. No Kevin Spacey <laughs> yeah, trailing no, you no today. Kevin, no Kevin Spacey. I told them all to stay at the office. What a bummer knowing all of the rigmarole that like that accompanies the president and all the secret yeah. service and everything that has to be done and like you know the president is coming the president is coming now that happens and the person that comes is, is a game the person show host. who comes yeah yes i mean it's crazy what a fucking letdown can you imagine what it is like for that that household staff that's worked with some of the great thinkers uh, of our time i mean yeah. it's 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 really it's shocking it's it, so shocking yeah i think so often about the the I mean, God forbid, the Secret Service person who would eventually have to throw yeah. himself or herself in front of a bullet. Just that feeling of knowing, like, I am checking out of yeah. life full time for this fucking for this shit. I know, I know, and yeah. and and uh, it never ends. There doesn't seem to be um, a bottom. No, you know, to to this. So it's it's really it's really. Scary. Well, I mean, we might reach that bottom tonight. This uh, we will reveal. Oh, yes. This is we're well, what, recording this the day of the speech. Mm-hmm. And well, and what do you what do you mean? What, 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 I don't what? know. I don't know. I just I just I a, a, anytime he opens his mouth in any public way, I just brace myself for some something awful. And I, I don't yeah. know if if it'll if like a, it's a Charlotte emergency thing. is going to yeah. be announced mm-hmm. or or what. I, I don't I don't know. But I know that I will be appalled in some way. Yeah. I mean, well, we we like that he's going to go if he goes off book. It's always good when he goes off book because this that's when he really. Um, screws himself. I, I just, I, I just can't believe the people that are standing by. It's shocking. I mean, what history will will do to these people, and what their their lives, what the wreckage that will become of all of these people that have stood by this man. I mean, look at how um, Kellyanne Conway. She mu- she must be rotting from the inside. Can you imagine what her shit smell like? I mean, right. she is death. It's death yeah. inside of her. That, yeah. that that this is what she supports. And she goes home. She gets into bed with a guy that loathes the president. Yeah. And uh, um, I, don't, I don't know what is the Emersonian typing. What is? Are what you guys is, getting questions in some Dana automated weird way? Is, She's blogging. Oh, She's oh, a, is, taking okay. notes on everything we talk about so she okay. can create the, okay. po- the, the okay. podcast notes. Yeah, I know you'll and say nice things to spell my name right. Okay. She's also <laughs> slacking with the other employees. Okay, okay. She's like, okay. we just got a Kevin Spacey story. Right, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and she's sending uh, Jared Leto dick pics around that. Yeah, sure. From a previous conversation. <laughs> yeah. Wait, that's out there now? It's actually no. not. No, oh, no. okay. But it's, I would, it's I would. a groin. It's a crotch grab. Yeah. That he does. Sorry. Hello. I, welcome I, to the 90s. I that thing has been that. around. For, what, come, I mean, Thank it's you. so exciting. Everyone, I was, everyone else was shocked. I was like, no, you haven't seen this? No, I it's not seen it. so hot. It is so hot. But, See, but yeah, no? I he's too fragile and delicate for me. Yes, he's like a little chihuly bowl. Yeah. But I, I, there is something about him that is just I, I find that guy so dang sexy. Yeah, undeniably beautiful. But yeah, yeah. Let's take a break sexy. and come back and talk more about the people that you find sexy. Okay, great. Wow. 
Oh my God, Matt, I'm so busy. You are the busiest man I know. You I'm have pulled, no time. I'm pulled this way. I'm pulled that way. I don't have a minute to read the nonfiction that I want to. Then I've got good news for you. What? Because Blinkist is the app that condenses thousands of nonfiction books into the best key takeaways and need-to-know information. It's the only app, in fact, that does all that. So now, Dave, you can read or listen to them in just 15 minutes. I got 15 minutes. By the way, 8 million people are using Blinkist right now, and it has a massive and growing library. They've got self-help. They've got business. They've got help. They've got history books. Uh-huh. They got stuff like uh, Becoming by Michelle Obama. <gasps> Uh, They got How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. These are important books. Yeah, they've got Start With Why by Simon Sinek. Oh, my God. For right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a very special offer just for our audience. Go to Blinkist.com slash homo and start your seven-day free trial. That's Blinkist, B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, Blinkist.com slash homo to start your free seven-day trial. Blinkist.com slash homo. Let's talk about sex. Matt McCoggy. Let's talk about remembering the days when you were always ready to go. Now you can increase your performance and get extra confidence in bed with BlueChew.com. So what is BlueChew.com? Well, I'll tell you, Matt. It is the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. Ooh, you can take them anytime, day or night. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. So you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. And by ready, we mean horny. Yup. This is not just for guys with dysfunction. This is not just for middle-aged guys uh, having a band in a garage. This is for any guy who wants to enhance their performance in the old sackaroo. That's pretty much all guys. Yup. And Blue Chew is described online and... Uh, well, it's prescribed. Did, did I say described? You did. Well, it's also described online. <laughs> and it's prescribed online. And then it ships straight to your door in a discreet package. So there's no in-person doctor's visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. Oh, dumb old Gladys across the street won't be any the wiser. Oh. Blue Chew is made in the U.S. of A. And since it ships direct, it is cheaper than a pharmacy. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code HOMO. Mm-hmm. You just pay $5 shipping. B-L-U-E, Chew.com, promo code HOMO to try it free. Blue Chew, the better, cheaper, faster choice. Robinhood, it's an investing app. It lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, cryptos, all commission free. And while other brokers just charge up to $10 for every trade, Robinhood doesn't charge any commission fees, so you can trade stocks and keep all of your profits. And there's no account minimum. You don't need anything to get started. You can do it for like a penny. Start investing at any level. It's a simple, intuitive design that makes investing easy for newcomers and experts alike. You can view easy-to-understand charts and market data and... Place a trade in just four taps on your smartphone. It's not many taps. You can also view stock collections like uh, 100 Most Popular. With Robinhood, you can learn how to invest in the market as you build your portfolio, discover new stocks, trade your favorite companies, get custom notifications for price movements so you never miss the right moment to invest. And get this. Robinhood is giving listeners of homophilia a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help you build your portfolio. Sign up at homophilia.robinhood.com. Well, folks, we are back. We are back with Max Muchnick. Nice, nice. I saw, I saw you start to mouth it. Before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got nervous. Yeah, I got yeah. nervous. Okay, sorry. No, we got it. Yeah, you're we good. Got we got it. You've well, done your homework. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank um, you for 
Max. Yes. You've been married for... Uh, we've been together for uh, almost 13 years, uh, married for 11. Wow. Yeah. So how did you meet? Uh, we met um, like any respectable gay couple at a drag show. Fantastic. Which at, one? Uh, Best in Drag. Um, and, um, when it was at the Wilshire Ebell and I, and it was after, uh, the show was over and I had moved, uh, to New York after we were done the first time. And I came home, um, to, uh, for the weekend for something and look at how I said, I moved to New York, but I came home for the weekend uh-huh. and, um, uh, Went into the lobby to go see this show. We we go every year to to. The, have you guys been? Do you know Best no, in Drag? No, I know it. It's, but... it's it's fantastic. It's a great drag show, and it's 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 judged um, uh, like a dog show. Oh, great! And and, and the drag queens are incredible. And um, uh, quick aside, have you seen Dina Martina? Dina Martina. Uh, mm. It depends on if you're talking about the same drag queen that I, that I'm thinking of from Seattle. No. Okay. Okay. We'll, we'll get back into it. We've the, got a the greatest drag okay. performance Oh, I'm so ever. excited about that. Yeah. Okay. Um, we'll get into it. Okay. Because, uh, you know, Quesadilla? No. It, it was, it, who, who sometimes goes by another name. Uh, and so I, that's who I thought that that was. Okay. A- anyway, I was walking in uh, with a friend, and um, that week, um, Eric and I had... Um, dinner with the same woman. She told us both, I think you should go out with, I think you should go out with. We both said, no, that's not for me. And based then, on what? Based on, I thought he was, um, uh, um, I don't know. It's like, I, 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 I just want to believe that like, that my love story was going to be very homey and quiet and not, um, I wasn't going to have to ever, I didn't want to ever wear uh, a suit of Teflon, and I wanted—I—I I didn't want to be Dorothy Parker in my relationship, and I—and any—and and all the things that I trade on as a gay guy who has this career, I did not want those things to be a part of my relationship, and I thought that Eric was possibly too entrenched in that world. He was um, married to her Brits, and I just always took that to uh, mean things that, that, that it didn't. And, and I, but I, 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 I'm so competitive in life and I just never, I don't want to be competitive in my house. Yeah. And, and I don't want yeah. that to even be teased out of me because it, it comes to me so, so, so quickly. Um, I can barely stand that the two of you are interviewing me. So, <laughs> yeah. so uh, you know, cause it's like, I want to, so I, 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 for me to be calm, it's like, it needs to be. I need it to be really calm. So I thought that that, that it would that would be it would be too too much for me. So I said no. I don't know. He said no because I was a douche to him once, oh. which I had forgotten. I needed to be reminded of. But I was once not cool. Can we hear that him. story? Um, yeah, you can. Um, should I tell you why? Yeah. Well, here. I mean, it's it's a thing. You know, at one point, or you know, when you get here and you land in in show business, uh, Bill, at one point or another you're going to be controlled by David Geffen. And so when I was in that that mode of my life, yes, and, and that was – and the guy's incredible and I learned uh, a lot from the man. Um, but um, he told me um, the week that Herb had died um, – uh, 
I was looking for, I happened to be looking for a house, just very separate thing. You know, I, I, I needed, I was, I was looking to buy a house and, and uh, David said, call Eric Hyman. He's selling, he's selling that house. And I called Eric, I think the day after his husband had died. And I was not in that, I was just doing what Mr. Geffen told me to do, which was there's a house that's available on, you know, on St. Ives. I think you're going to like it. And, and I, I just didn't put it all, I just didn't put it together. I wasn't, I wasn't trying to be a dick. And I called him and, and he was like, he, he was the guy who's just lost his, his partner and who, what kind of asshole are you? Who calls someone yeah. two days after their, what are you doing? Go away, you horrible person, you. And I, I kind of knew that it happened in the, I think I just like, I, I shut it out. Like I didn't want to, I, I couldn't believe that it, had, that it was actually happening when it was happening. And the call ended and it was such a short thing that I, I completely had forgot about it. So two or three years later, uh, we find ourselves standing in the lobby of a, of a drag show at the Wilshire E. Bell. And we had, and so I think that's why he had said no that week. I'm, I don't, that guy, I, yeah. I think that that is wrong with me. Now, um, I will say this also, because I think that it's kind of romantic and incredible. And he doesn't like, he's a, he's an attorney and he, I'm, I, you know, it's funny at the break, I was, I was thinking, I was going to say to you guys, can you cut out all the things that I said about him at the beginning? But I, 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 we can't do that. Okay. So, but I will say that I met him once at a party um, and we had a, we had an, a moment, like, you know, how gay guys, like you see someone and you're like, oh my God, that is so, that is so what I like. That is just everything that I'm into. And, 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 but inside that, there's just like, kind of like, there's a, a loneliness and an isolation to being gay or, or of, of, of certainly of the generation that I am from, you know, um, you just kind of have that, you have that in you. And I remember seeing him at this party, um, uh, um, and, and both of us feeling like, you know, um, just sad. We were just two kind of sad guys. And we had an exchange at this at this party, and we absolutely could have just kept going with it, and then that's how that that's how maybe it would have started or not. But I think somewhere we both knew this wasn't the way we were supposed to meet, and we walk we walked away from each other. Now three years later, I walk into this drag show, and there he is, and that was before I had. Um, the the the, chron- the the chronology of the story that I just told does line up, but we don't have time. And 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 anyway, uh, um, I saw him. He said hello to me in the lobby. We had both just rejected each other through another woman, right, and said that we weren't into it. And then I sit down in my seat about ten rows back from him, and I look at him, and I I say to the guy that I'm with, hold on one second, and I get up. And I go over to him and I said, hey, I'm Max. And I don't know if you know that, like, we had a whole thing um, this week. with, and he, and he just did something that, I mean, just totally worked for me. Why don't we not say anything to each other and let's just have dinner? 
right? He uh-huh. just stopped me from yeah. rolling into, you know, my, you know, my eight o'clock set. Uh-huh. He just shut it down. Let's have dinner. And I was like, yes. And um, uh, we, he emailed me the next morning. I emailed back and I was, it was a little too clickety clack, the email. And I caught, I caught it because I knew I had met the guy that I was going to marry, even though I wasn't really uh, uh, conscious of it. And, and, um, I wrote him an email and it was like, you know, it had rhythm to it and it was perfect. And the cadence was right. And if you read it quickly, it sounded like me. And, and then I wrote him back a second. Oh, and in the, was the list of all the restaurants, all the douchey restaurants that I suggested. And, and he wrote back the, I'm really not into that. I'm not really not into that. Basically that scene, like we're not going to the Ivy, you asshole. Like that's not right. where we're going to have a, a, a dinner. And, and I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, the word. That, that word. Okay. Oh, so, yeah, oh, oh I, I am allowed. Okay, so oh, yeah. That's why I've been so uncomfortable for the last hour and a half. Oh, yeah. Why didn't you tell me I could swear? Okay. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, Thank you. Yeah. Thank you guys. So um, um, I, I, I wrote that list, that terrible list of like the polo lounge and the Ivy. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I mean, uh, because I knew I was like, I was, I was engaging with the like the one and I was already um, I should have met the one and I had not met the one because my life has been I did the job first and then then the real part of my life happened I didn't do the, the real part of my life first right they were in reverse order um, and uh, and I wrote to him and, and he said these don't work for me and then I wrote him because I knew I had been just a little bit too much in my email and I said you know what I think it's best if I take myself out of this completely. So this isn't the way that you meet me because I'm going to give you a version of me that isn't the version that I was talking about. It's not the version that I want. I want marrying somebody or to be with someone. I, I, why I just knew on some level he was the one. Um, and so he said, cool, meet me at this place. And we still, we were, we just passed it the other day with our 10 year old twin daughters and said, that was where, uh, we, daddy and I had our first date. What was it? Uh, it was this place vividly next to like across from uh, uh, you know Crescent Heights it's in that mini mall it's just like a whatever Italian restaurant you know and we went to this restaurant and uh, I was so totally in love with him so immediately Uh, but I I I wasn't gonna do the performing thing but I wanted to be me I just didn't know and so I just said to him how are we doing how how is this going and he said we like each other very much and um, and then it was like you know we were like lesbians. I mean we we lived we moved in like two weeks after that. Yeah, you know it was just like yeah. I'm like oh my god, great! Wow. I've been endorsed by this guy that I'm into. Phew, we're yeah. like like good. Uh-huh. You know I'm we're we're in. So here we are now. What were the qualities that jumped out? Like what was it that you connected with from afar? Um, he was um, uh, he he liked. Um, what was behind a lot of my humor. Um, and, he, you know, he liked that, that there was a, a, um, a thought process um, that, that he related to. Um, um, and my very kind of, um, uh, I, I'm visceral and I'm visual and, and um, uh, he was seeing all of these things. And I was at the same time, 
saying to this guy, I'm going to tease out the absolute best version of you. I have a feeling like you've been um, uh, marginalized in your in your own way too. You're this very good, maybe too good looking for be for a Jew. Like what? Ha- like why did God give you a day and a half? Like this didn't work out. Uh, in that you know uh, you're probably um, people approach that look in a way that you don't. I don't, it's just very different. I think when you're super handsome, you just get a different version of the world. Right. And, and, and I immediately saw a biting, miserable, hysterical person. That was, that was the thing I saw, um, which is surprising because I am like, I'm pretty shallow. And I, I mean, I really like a, you know, a, just a pretty person, but I, that wasn't what I was into about him. I, I, I mean, it was, the, it was the bonus. It was the bonus that, that, that I found him to be, um, well, he's an objectively handsome guy and, 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 and we were, we were real with each other and there was no patina of uh, show business bullshit, none of the pedigree or history of who anybody was or who anybody knew, none of that came into our dynamic. I don't know if I, I've, I've gotten lost on a love journey about my no. husband, but yeah. but that is, and, and I also think marriage is incredibly, incredibly difficult. And, you know, you have to really uh, lean in in a big way. But initially, um, I, I gave the purest version of myself. He gave the purest version of him, himself. And that's how I think we were able to fall in love. Thank God that that happened. Yeah. Had you had anything approaching that before? Not not even close. No, just like silly people. Silly, yeah. silly people. A week into it, I did a thing where, you know, because I said we just went on the hardcore, this is working track. On the seventh day, I called and I wanted to rest on the seventh day. And I said, um, uh, um, I, I'm not feeling well and I, I'm not going to come over tonight. And he said... Um, Okay, cool. And then um, I remember thinking that night, I've got to get out of this thing. This is getting. This is too. This is too real. This is going the way that it's supposed to go. The way when I was a, a chubby, shiny Jewish boy at thirteen who thought, "Oh my God, I wanted to have a person in my life." You know that it was. It was. It had presented itself. I mean, I was thirty-nine, but it was like, God, it's it's here. Um, and it scared me. It really scared the shit out of me. And uh, he drove over to my house and he said, I know that you're not sick. I know that you don't need to rest. And I just think it would be better if you said what is going on for you right now. And and we operated from that place as opposed to you just uh, doing whatever it is that you want to do tonight. And And again, it was like another hurdle that was like, okay, maybe this is going to work. And... Then and so that was week one. That was week one. Then you do another another similar week. No, then it just then, you- then no once 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 I got past that Sunday night where I tried to bail. I mean, it was all everything was going great. It was all good. Yeah. And then it was that first week that I I realized oh we're going to actually engage in a very serious way. And we used to lie at the beginning because we knew we were going to be together. Um, uh, and, and we, uh, and, and everybody, you know, gay guys are just like, they'll be, they'll be over. In fact, yeah. in fact, at the first year of the, the, at the year anniversary of that drag show, 
we um, were so happy to be there. And it was the first year of our relationship. And the guy that is the host, who I've never, I've never enjoyed him, um, we, we uh, wrote a check and uh, to support um uh, to support the charity and someone said it's their first someone screamed out that, that was in our group like in the in the theater their it's their year anniversary or something like that and the guy from the stage said oh well it'll then it'll be over, then this will be the last check we get like oh, they will be yeah. they it will be over it was just like a just like a bitchy crabby let's pull each other down kind of i mean and i do that for a living but it's like i don't want that i don't want that i don't want that energy thrown at me yeah. you know that was just it was too ugly and and you know i never gave them a dollar again uh, you know because it was just like no i mean I'll, i'm i'm gonna go but i'm not i i hated that i hated that ugliness yeah. and anyway we and so now here we are yeah and uh you know Twin twin babies later and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, let's talk about that thirteen year old. Yeah, could you, could he envision his life now? Like, did did anyone have the life that you wanted? We had um, a couple that my parents were very close with. My father died when I was very young, but they had the what we say in our family the original Will and Grace. My mother and her best friend. Um, uh, uh, Bill, Bill Heaton, and he is in a relationship with Bob Lostetter, and these two men raised me after my father died, and they have been together for something like 57 years. And so I did have that. Um, I had something in front of me, but the irony is that really didn't play out the way you would want to write that story. In fact, they were very disappointed when I came out they really? they went through they are of a generation that's that's even worse than than where i'm coming from i'm i don't come from a bad generation but but um i think that they thought oh my god it, it, he is it is exactly what we thought of course you know of course he's gay you know um uh, all that bed middler iconography all over the walls of my you know you know 10 year old 13 year old bedroom um and they just didn't, they didn't do well with me and they didn't support me. And they, I think they said, don't tell your mother. And I, so I had, I had a really uh, tough beginning with it. I, 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 it's so interesting to watch all of these young people and now going through all of the trans stuff and the binary sexuality. And I, I remember thinking at first when this was all happening in my body, when I was coming to terms with it, Oh, I'm a woman. I'm not, mm -hmm. I, I, I'm not gay. I'm a woman. And that scared the shit out of me for a long time. I mean, like I probably had a year that I, I, I was, oh, that's what this is. And then eventually it was like, no, 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 you just, you just like dick, you don't, but you want, you want to keep yours, but right. you know, and, and so that was the first phase of this thing. And, and I was in this very liberal house, but I was, I was petrified, petrified. I, I, I the first time, um, I, I verbalized anything. I was listening to Dreamweaver by Gary Wright. 
Oh. Okay, right? The best song maybe and, ever. Yeah. yeah. And um, terrifying the, in its own way. Yeah, yes. <laughs> and and on the cover is Gary uh Wright in white like Levi's or something like that. And he has a like a great basket. I I, I that's kind of what I remember. Uh-huh. And I uh, I remember just staring at his basket on this basket. on this album, right? I've heard this and, word and, and I, I, I well, that, <laughs> right? And I was staring at it, and I and I and I called my mom in to the bedroom, and I and into the bed middler covered right bedroom, and I I said, Mom, when I look at the cover of this album, I feel something weird. I feel something weird, and I remember her holding a pan. Of some sort of sizzling meat, you know, <laughs> holding it because that was in my room now, and and she was like, "Oh, don't you know that's don't worry about it. That's like everybody has. It's just a feeling." But and that should have been like the endorsement that said, "Okay, it's gonna be it's gonna be great." Yeah. But but it still it still was not. It still took some time. It it took some time. I didn't come out until the. Um, I came out during the um, opening of A Different World um, after the Cosby Show. Uh-huh. Um, uh, it was an 8.30 time slot and uh-huh. I on a Sunday night. And that was when... I, so from Dreamweaver to uh, the Cosby Show, I was in... Uh-huh. I was in a lot of that that kid that that young gay kid was in a lot of pain. Yeah, but Jasmine Guy just just did it for me. Do you know what happened? Was I, I I I went and I and I and I I was lucky. I went and I snuck into uh, uh, at Emerson. I went into uh, the 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 health office or whatever it was called, and I made an appointment and I and I told someone, um, an incredible woman, an incredible shrink that saved my life. Um, uh, and I said to her that I was, I was gay, but that I was going to wait until everybody in my family was dead before I, I told, I told, uh, you know, I, I came up, but that's, that's what I was living with. I was, so I was 16 or 17. I went to Emerson when I was young and, 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 uh, um, what I loved is that she allowed me to sit with that bullshit and 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 then I think probably it was my sophomore year or something like that because I I am fully I believe have am I the best guest that I talk this much and you guys don't have to ask yes. questions 100%. by the way I need to hear some validation one hundred percent you guys don't have to like think of some weird thing to ask me about like what are you watching <laughs> you know on Wednesdays right I mean I just go I'm like yeah. a robot yeah I love this Jesus Christ we're on this I mean, ride feel free feel free to stop Look at me I mean if I'm going in the wrong direction we are wrapped I'm, okay I'm I'm sorry I'm sorry uh, but but um, I I feel like. Um, cause I think you're asking me, what was that 13 year old like? Because those are the people that are listening and, and, you know, or maybe a little bit older and how does it, the experience get better? Speaking of our hero, Dan Savage, or, you know, or worse. And, and I always, I have always felt like, uh, coming out a gay to come out to your mother, um, is possibly the bravest thing a man can do. It is, it's more difficult than anything you could ever imagine having to say. And even the mother that is the most liberal and the most progressive and the most loving, they, they don't, they don't open with that. They don't push you out into the world, hoping that for you. And that's why another very smart therapist I had later in life 
um, said to me, you know, we're born liars. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, he went on to explain that, that you, you start, you're lying the minute you come out. The minute you're out of, of, of the body and in the universe, you're, you're trying to be something other than for some reason, that's naturally what you try to do. Um, and, and whether you are born into the family that's accepting or not, in that formative moment, you think that something's wrong, right? That's what also always makes me reconcile my relation, like my relationship with God or is there a God or do I believe in God? Where am I on that? How was it possible that I was created and that moment exists, that, that, that I had to figure that out? Either I was going to go for it and I was going to tell my mother that this is who I was or I was going to keep it a secret. Either way, there was a window of time that I had to be unhappy with myself. And that, I don't think, is a thing that happens for heterosexual people. I don't think that they have that moment. Um, and But that's why we, yeah. we, you know, we're all yeah. here doing well and, yeah. you know and can converse and all that kind of stuff. But yeah. anyway, yeah, that born liar thing is, it's, it's like, I thought of it that way. but, but how brave are, are these young gay men and women when they do turn to their family unit and they say, this is who I am. I'm individuating from you. I'm going to say, we are not the same. I am, I have this thing. You need to know about this. And, uh, hopefully when you do it, you are of the mind, which I was, I, I, I had decided if I lost them all, it was going to be okay because I was finally at peace with with what I was. But, that, but there was so much suffering prior to it, so much suffering. But when I finally did it, I was just like, oh, thank God. Thank God. I'm, I, I can, if I have to walk out of this house and never come back to it, I'm, I'm okay because I know that, you know, I know that I'm good. Yeah. But that process of invi- individuating goes on mm-hmm. forever. Like mm-hmm. it's not, it's not a one-time thing. Oh, my mother's turning 80 tomorrow and I am still in the process of individuating from, <laughs> from Brenda. Yeah. Happy birthday, Brenda. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It is a process. What, it, yeah. uh, were you ever able to, uh, to mend your relationship with, uh, Bob and Bill? Oh my God! Yes, they're okay. they're they're they are huge, huge. They're 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 my parents. I mean, they yes, they they. I think that they have regret about that. I think that that's a there's a there's a lot of shame in that they that they did that to their young, gay kid that they were. What was going on for them? They had come from such a place that they thought that they possibly played a role in it. Uh-huh. It's like what? Yeah, I mean, are you crazy? Right. You know, which which sprouts from a seed of like thinking that it is that there is something inherently negative. Yeah, you know, yeah. which is yes, but because we're we're born liars, right? And so we we are wrestling with that initial piece of self loathing for our entire lives. If we're, um, you know, self aware, right. I, I I I think I think I mean I don't know I. I don't know what is the virtue in in like being totally self accepting, you know, out, out of the gate. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. It it's worked out for me to reflect for sure. Yeah. Do you still feel that sense of loneliness that you think is kind of inherent to being gay? Oh yes. Yeah. Oh yes. I I I I can't seem to shake that. I 
and I'm surrounded by a lot of goodness and uh, bounty and all of that. But there is uh, a lonely piece of me that always shows up. And, and you know, it shows up in, in strange places when you see it reflected back to you. Uh, that lonely person there sitting in an airport, you know, uh, going to see no one or no one's picking them up or, 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 or walking in New York City or, you know, those places. What's you're sitting at a bar like, you know, by yourself mm-hmm. and, and uh, with no desire to pick somebody up or get picked up. And mm-hmm. you're just like, shit, man, I am so on my own in this place uh, on this earth. And I don't. Those aren't really good examples of who I am now uh, and and my loneliness, but it definitely shows up. It definitely shows up that I. I mean, there, I, I think there's something kind of heartening about knowing that like it doesn't just go away because you you marry the perfect guy yeah. and you 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 have two daughters and and, yeah. and this incredible life. No, I I I, I think I think. Um, uh, and I, because, by the way, loneliness and and isolation and all of those kind of quote unquote negative, I don't know that they, I don't even want to call them negative, but those sadder uh, spaces in life, they're not, uh, they don't feel good. They're not as fun as a, a chocolate chip cookie, but they are. Um, they're so necessary to being. Um, uh, you know, to being functioning and, yeah. and to be in this world. It's just, it's not, you know, you, we, we, we think uh, we're supposed to be laughing and enjoying uh, life every minute of every day. But I, I don't think that that's the ult- I don't think that that's the ultimate, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, especially for uh, someone who's creative to be able to like also play the minor keys yeah. and have a richer exit. I mean, maybe that's part of why you're still able to do what yeah. you do after all these years. I don't know. I, 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 uh, uh, I always like the, the stories that, that ping off of Will's, um, uh, individualness and, and, uh, how, how tough it is, you know, um, um, uh, I don't think this has been on the air yet, but I just, and I, we, 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 we just wrapped and uh, there is something that, that, totally wrecked me as a young guy and that was in high school the girl that I wrote um Will and Grace for her father uh was was dying and he had a very specific blood type that wouldn't you know it I had and um uh, it was a very difficult thing to get a hold of and the way that they had to spin it. And I was there and I was available to him. And he told me that he wouldn't, my gay blood wasn't going in his body. Oh. And, and it was so soul crushing to have that said to me. And, and, um, uh, and we just put that on the show this year because every time you think you're, I'm I'm there. I'm 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 there. Then you get hit by some that gay hammer that always yeah. reminds you that there's so you know yeah yeah no no you're not you're not so you're not getting everything you're not gonna get everything you're not gonna feel good about yourself that much you know and 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 um uh it was it was just really uh, uh cathartic this this go around of Will and Grace has been cathartic in a lot of ways for me I'm so much more in touch with what's going on than I was the first time but but having Will get to talk about how humiliating that was. I was, that was, I mean, what 
could have been worse than that, you know? And to have Robert Klein play those scenes with Eric, um, uh, it was it was a really fun episode to write. Wow. This was a real bucket list moment for the show. Oh, real. <clears throat> Excuse um, me. Thank you guys for having me. Oh, my God, Max. Thank you so much. We're for gonna, I'm sorry if I talk too much. I really oh, I think no, I might. That not enough. Not exist. Okay. A and right. B. You're fascinating. Okay. We're well, going to ask for a follow-up. Yeah. And uh, we're going to go ahead and assemble a staff to walk you back down the hall. <laughs> Absolutely. Because the, the, yeah. the president okay, is leaving. The president is leaving. The president. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you guys thank you very so much. much. Thank you so much for being here. That was amazing. I'm energized i'm exhausted i'm i'm uh i i want to sit down and write yes inspired and uh emotional yeah. and just just full nourished yep straight up nourished thank you max much nick uh thank you everybody here at earwolf yeah thank you dana thank you, dana. Thank you ryan thank you ryan thank you ben weiss for the music thank you, baby Thank you, Dave Holmes. Thank you, Matt McConkie. Thank you, Homophiliacs, for listening. We'll see you next week. Well, in this hectic modern age, it is hard to sit down and learn more. You might think you don't have time to read a book. And I don't. Well, guess what? You do. Yeah. Blinkist. The only app that condenses thousands of nonfiction books into the best key takeaways so you can read or listen to them in just 15 minutes. You know what just occurred to me? It's called Blinkist because it's like you can read it in a blink. Blink of an eye. Right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience. Go to Blinkist.com slash homo to start your free seven-day trial. That's Blinkist, spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T. Blinkist.com slash homo. Start your free seven-day trial. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with FDA-approved active ingredients to enhance your performance in the bedroom. Horny. Blue Chew is not just for guys with dysfunction. It's for any guy who wants to get extra confidence in bed, and I'm pretty sure that's all guys. That's you. Yeah, you. Blue Chew is prescribed online, and it ships right to your door. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use promo code HOMO. You just pay $5 shipping, that's all. B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com, promo code H-O-M-O. Try it for free. Hey, this is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season 3 has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, Season 3 is a great jumping on point, and we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, Yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. (laughs) Jesus. I mean, (laughs) Jazos. Ruler of the Eighth Circle. And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.